0: Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharf Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician.
1: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome you guys. back to
0: Mentoring for the Modern Musician, you M3 Artists you.
1: Today on the podcast, we're very excited
0: to very have... excited to speak with old friend Matt Smith. Uh, Uh, The managing director of the legendary Club Passine, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Exactly.
1: Very important venue for uh, the folk world and for the acoustic world. Yeah, the acoustic world. Absolutely. You'd be hard pressed actually to find anybody who tours around as a solo artist acoustically who hasn't played there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody. Yeah. He's also uh, currently the president of the Folk Alliance International. Also kind of a big deal. That's kind of a big deal, and you would not know it from meeting Matt because he's so he, nice, man. He's, he's just genuine, authentic, it's nice so great.
1: guy, and, and he. It, it, we literally have not seen him. I don't think in 20 years.
0: I don't think it's been quite that long since we've not seen him because we've known him for at least 25. Rest it's been me a me while.
1: 15 years. It's been a while, and all I forgot about him was he's tall. Right. For- <laughs> what up, man? <laughs> I forgot. <all laughs> I felt guys. that when we had yeah. Ellis Paul on the show You're too. Right. I'm it's like, like hey. Gosh, I forgot how tall you were. I forgot that I feel like a hobbit next to you. That's right. Because in the music world, it's pretty easy to not feel short. (laughs) You know, go to some emo shows, talk to the lead singers. Exactly. And everything's good. But then you go to a baseball game, you're like, oh. Oh, right. I'm kind of small. I'm a shitlin' here. (laughs) I'm under 5'10. We're we're breeding down. (laughs) But so, Matt, great conversation with Matt. Great conversation. So much fun. And
0: keeping with the theme of the show, we are interviewing somebody who may be too busy to take your call. Right. Or answer all of your questions. Right. Luckily, we've known him for a very long time, so he'll answer our questions, which are your questions.
1: And then we put it on the podcast and deliver it up to you. And there you go. There now you, go. you will know. So, how do I get that? How do I? How do the, I get that gig? How do I get famous? How do I get signed? What's a kind of thing that I should or shouldn't ask a booker of a club of a ab- major
0: about club, <laughs> a major United States hey, legendary club? Is it what per- should I do? Is
1: it perhaps about relationships? It might be about the long game. You think? I'm just saying. We also later on you'll see when this comes in, but there's a machete involved. So there is. Strap in. It can a lot be of dangerous. information. A lot of information here, and here he is, Matt Smith.
0: You know, one of the things that, that uh, as long as we've known you, that I've never that we've never talked about is, uh, how did you get into this? <laughs> uh, purely as a fan. I, you
2: know, I had been a regular concert goer since i was old enough to go to concerts i, I mean yeah. uh, the, the the first year that great woods opened i don't know what it's called sure. anymore but right. it was, you know it's, it it's all the something. tweeter center and the yeah, uh, thing movies. the thing in mansfield but yeah the, okay. thing, the big the big shed in Mansfield. <laughs> uh, i was there for the first rock concert that they put on which was julian lennon believe oh, it or not yeah. and uh, and and then over the next several years, I was going out to concerts there, at least once a week, driving from Marshfield to Mansfield, wow. and and you know, you know, I, I didn't even have a credit card. I was like like you know, might have my mom <laughs> buy me tickets and then I would pay her back. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I went and saw kind of every huge classic rock band. Uh, you know the Beach Boys, the Kinks, Crosby, & Nash. Um, yeah. y- you know, just like tons and tons of bands, but then also some more recently. I remember I saw um, uh, the Smithereens there, and and yeah. the, the and you know and uh, I think I might I might have seen Midnight Oil there, and so that you know like I was starting to get yeah. like like get current sort of, but I mean that this must have been eighty six or eighty seven. Okay. And then. You know, once I was once I was twenty one, and I and I you know I could go to yeah. some of the bars and the clubs exactly. around town. My scale for what I wanted to see was much more immediate. You know, it, like I I didn't I wasn't enjoying going. And I had seen most of the at, the huge acts that <laughs> right, I wanted right. to yeah, see. So arena
0: rock is and now, I've done that. Checked done out it, the list. Done it. Done. It, yeah. Totally. And, right.
2: and now I was enjoying. You know, I'd be that guy that got there when the doors opened. Yeah, and stood right up front. (laughs) Wow, and you know, got to see music that was having more of an effect on me because it was more immediate. It it was
0: more immediate. It was and in more pure, more in its in its stripped down. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, and and not with forty thousand other people. Sure, right. You know, with. You know, going down to, you know, from 15,000 to, like, a couple thousand to a few hundred. Right. And then when I was in college, maybe, it might have been when I was about 19 or 20, that a friend of mine made me a mixtape of kind of modern folk music, which wasn't a thing that I knew existed. Right, right. And so it was a it was a tape that had, I probably still have it in a drawer somewhere, it, it had... But nothing to play it on. So. It, but nothing to play it on. <laughs> uh, um, it had Patty Larkin and Suzanne Vega and Sean Colvin yes. and John Gorka and Pierce Pettis and David Wilcox and Cliff right, Everhart and yeah. Bill right. Morrissey, you know, yeah, like, yes. like that generation yeah. Yeah. of folks and i was like holy shit what is this right. like, this is this is ridiculous I, because i i was also tending to really go more towards the acoustic side of even the bigger rock yes. shows. right right uh, you, you know and, and so I got I got turned on to this stuff, and then when you know alternative music or college music of the Mm -hmm. time became a thing, in the early '90s, I was I tended to be drawn more towards the acoustic acts, you know, like bands like Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, and started to go see those bands all Mm -hmm. the time, you know, wherever Mm -hmm. I could, and so I was I was getting out to the rock shows, and but really hadn't found whatever the folk circuit was yeah, right and I had heard of Passim, and and had been coming up to Harvard Square since I was uh, you know since I was twelve or thirteen years old. My my mom would would drive a friend of mine and I up to the up to the train stop in Braintree. We'd take the Red Line into Harvard sure. Square, and we would go around to all the bookstores and all the record stores, and, 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 and you know load up, and, and then <laughs> <Right>. the, <laughs> it all in the tea back down <laughs> to Braintree and get picked up and right. go home. Yeah, um, you know, and, and ha- even when I was when I was young, you know, I I had. Was kind of the first kid in the block to get a, 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 C, a CD player, you know? And, yeah. and I and I have just been a music buying freak since then. So I remember one day I, I was in Harvard Square. I the, the specifics that you remember are kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I was at Mystery Train Records on Mass Ave <laughs> okay. in Harvard Square yeah. and picked up a Pierce Pettis record. Mm-hmm. A CD, and, and cause, because he was one of the people on that mixtape, yeah. and, and yeah, so I yeah. found a copy I, okay. of so one of his bit, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. i had found a CD of his over in Mystery Train, and then I was walking around Harvard Square and I finally walked by a passing. I had never, like, actually yeah. found it before. So I look, and on the schedule, the next Wednesday, Pierce Pettis was playing there, and I'm like, well, um, I'm going to go to that concert. City. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Synchronicity. And like that. uh, I, I couldn't wait. And so I ended up coming back up in Harvard Square on the Sunday before that. And I caught John Svetke and Barbara Kessler. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and this is, and, and I, had, wow. I had probably picked up their cassettes at Tower Records was something right. like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like like the, the stores still had you know folk yeah. sections and, yeah. yeah. all that yeah. and and they would carry they would consign local records. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it wasn't just the distributed stuff. Yeah. And so I went that was the first show that I saw here. And wow. and from the moment I walked in, I was completely hooked. And and but then also started to find all the other suburban coffee houses and things like that. Sure. And right. started to go see Ellis Paul and Vance Gilbert and you, yeah. you know like, like kind of everyone around I, and and I saw Patty Griffin do a a co bill with Herod and Funk remember them mm-hmm.
0: duo that used to yep. play, used to play yes. out on square yes. stuff like that and it was totally their crowd but
1: Patty Griffin's audience then was picked up really right right before she yeah, released was, that record that major label the yep. the Living with Ghosts yes. Ghost, she played here oh yeah because I missed that show I was yeah. like, oh I'll catch you next yeah. time yep no you I didn't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, it's,
2: but she, I mean, she's she's played here. Like I saw her here back when the Domlins were running it, and then mm-hmm. a few times here uh, afterward before she kind of blew up. And then, but then she she came back and did a couple of shows here, maybe three, or four years ago. Uh, oh just really? Just came back and did two nights. Wow! You know, and like that was the. That's the cool thing about a place like this, where you know do. that that, that people you know, like that was a call that came in to me. It wasn't like I was fishing for it, right? Wow. You know, it was just like I'm, I'm, just writing this new record. We're, we're about to go into the studio. I want to play some of these songs in front of people. Yeah, oh, and, you know, and it was stories and stories and oh, stories. Man. You know, it was just like so cool. Yeah. So you know, because she she used to work in you know she worked at the Unos in Harvard Square <laughs> as a waitress, <laughs> right? And, right. And, you know, worked worked like answering the phones for Harvard somewhere. And, you know, was you know like
0: everyone, like everybody, like, like starting right, do, like start. Course. Everyone starts somewhere, it's, yeah. And yeah, having the day gig that keeps you you know in near where you need to be, yeah. for your art, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean that that's the thing.
2: I mean yeah. you know and. and so, so I, I started coming here all the time then I, I, I came up to a show here and Bob Donald was packing up and like the show had been canceled and he said we're closed we're closed down and and I was just beside my like I'm like what do you what are, yeah we have to close down and I'm like I and, I and I just didn't know what I didn't know what to say what or does what that to mean? do I, right. you know and I'm like I had found this place and I, I found what I felt was home, yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, not even a year into going to shows here, it was closing and when I, when I found out that it was going to reopen and they were looking for volunteers, I just signed up immediately. Yeah. <clears throat> I was one of the first crew of volunteers. so I was working at a job in Newton mm-hmm. and so it's like, well, I'll just, you know, sign up for every Wednesday. I'll come in every Wednesday and, and run the box office. Right. So, so I start I was volunteering often enough that the folks that were working here were like, "You should learn how to do more things. You should right. learn how to run sound." And right. you know, and I knew a little yeah. bit about about sound yeah. stuff from right. from, you know, playing a little bit of music when I was in high school and 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 so I could you know sort of run a PA and you know and so I just learned more all on the job mm-hmm. and then it was like well you should you should work a show you should you know be in charge for a night and, and I got I got the call uh, one night where someone who was supposed to work couldn't all of a sudden and so I drove up into the square and it was a, a Ramblin' Jack Elliott show oh, wow. and so like that was like the first show that I actually worked Wow! Like, trial by fire. Yeah. And um, but you know, and so then all of a sudden, I was working here part time. Right. And I, I, you know, this job that I had in, in Newton was was just like one of those after college jobs where a friend of mine was working there, and it was like something that I completely wasn't interested in. But <laughs> but you need to get paid, yeah, right? Right. right, right. Like, check a Check coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so. And what did you major in? It's English. Cool. Oh, there you go, of course.
1: Hey, so there you go. Hey man got training for everything. Just <laughs> say, it, it made you, got you... training for everything. It made you uniquely qualified for this position. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Read a lot of books. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> went to right. a lot of concerts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You, you could talk about anything. You know what I mean? I know several words. Exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, and so, I, I... I, I was doing this job that I f- I felt like my soul was being sucked re- like, away. Yes, yes, daily. Yes, and then I would come out to shows at night and feel like and this re- is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you know I, I was twenty four, twenty five, yeah. and and and. T- didn't have a plan. There was no. Right. There was. I, there was no trajectory that I was on. I didn't right. know. I didn't get an English degree because I wanted to do something with it. Right. I got an English degree because in my junior year they said to graduate you need a major, and I said what do I have the most credits in? And they were like the English department. I'm like
1: there it is. I see an easy answer here.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, and and uh, so awesome. I got a degree. Like I didn't go to college with any idea
0: of. Right. You went to college because you had to go to college. So I had to You're go to college. So to yeah. you do you That's what you, were, you do. Right. Nobody and then do after you what when I explain. got a job.
1: And Matt, like, what do you think? What do you want to do with your future? What do you think? No, I never really had that
2: right. conversation, I guess. Like I never had a, a guidance problem. counselor that was, you know, like, you know, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> but you know what I like? About, what, I, what I really, really enjoy about getting the, the, this history is that you really were being trained for this position. That that your love of music, everything you did, following, the wasn't even a thing. It just, right. like, like, exactly fight, right. Sort but of like the position is Matt Smith. Yeah. Like yes. you, know, you following like, like, your no, exactly. yeah. Following your joy in music
1: has really led you on absolutely like, an incredible yeah. one hundred percent. And and working your ass off in this yeah. really oh, weird thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like like you weren't volunteering for the money. Or no. for the, all the kudos right. that a nonprofit volunteer gets, right? You know, yeah. you were doing it because it, it, right. it, it filled me. Yes. You know, it, it
2: it was. It was just. It That's was. passionate. Yeah, you know, like I, I had a. I didn't. I didn't find a. I didn't just find a job here. I found a passion and a community and, and yes. all that stuff. And, you know, and so so. I hit that breaking point of that, of that other job where it was just like, I'm losing my mind doing this. Yeah. And the opportunity came to work here full-time as like, the assistant manager. Yeah. And so I leapt, like, just, Immediate. like, there's yeah. no, there's no <laughs> question here. But it meant making a lot less money. Yeah, and right. so I took on two other jobs, but all in the music world. Okay. Uh, wow. You know, I started working for, you'll remember, Folk Web. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, got, yep. we had our stuff uh, on Fogweb. Yep, yep. I know. <laughs> and, and then, uh, which predated CD Baby. I was going to say, oh, that yeah. was yeah. an and incredibly and, and forward thing. Really forward-thinking. CD okay. Baby kind of had a far better business model right. because they would sell anything. I mean, w- w- we right. we were curated, you know, yeah. think people would submit stuff right. to us and we would say yay or nay. I remember being very nervous. It was almost like booking a venue. You it was. really you
1: know, like, nervous.
0: Did you hear back from
2: Do you think they're going to take us? I hope so. But I mean, like, there was nothing out there like that. No. 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 And, you know, so CD Baby took the mantle of that and ran with it. Right. Hugely successful. But then I also started working for Young Hunter Management.
1: Oh, i right. Like doing a yes, little bit of bookkeeping for them. yes.
2: You know, working in Carol Young and Chris Smithers' basement. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> doing <awesome>. the bookkeeping. <laughs> absolutely. And and then I, I was doing that for a while. I had talked to Carol about... Uh, Doing, you know, artist management because people were asking me, you know, after be- just being here a couple of years, and, yeah. right? And everyone's like, well, "Why don't you be a manager?"
1: Right. You know, and, you manage so
2: <laughs> Yeah, and I had a lot of people asking that, and there was a there was a hot minute where I was a, an artist manager uh, for Chris Delmhorst. Like, oh yeah,
0: right back in well, if you're gonna if you were gonna manage know, anybody at that time, how, that would, yeah. be, that would yeah. be the person
2: to do. It was. Uh, I remember. I was. I was acting as her manager uh, at at a folk alliance, the Albuquerque Folk Alliance, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what year that was. I think it was probably 97, 97 or 98. And uh, so, I was. I was doing that for a hot minute, and then, like over time, I left. I left Young Hunter Management just because, like, I. I didn't have the time yeah. you know there was there was nothing left of me yeah. but I was also starting to do more here more than just kind of yeah. be the assistant manager I was mm-hmm. starting to get really involved with the music right and and you know started up the the Songwriters in the Square series right? right. Uh, which then kind of blossomed into Campfire well that's what I was just gonna ask you about yeah then. so how soon after that was Campfire that was so so Summers in the Square probably started in 96 or 7 And then Campfire started Labor Day of ninety eight. Right, and it was and it was uh, the first one was tied in to the Boston Folk Festival, which was a brand new thing that that WMB was putting on. Mm -hmm. And so the first Campfire, you or the first it was originally called on the cutting edge of the Campfire just a
1: long, long, <laughs> a long right? it's, it's a prepositional phrase. It, you, know, you know what, it could uh, be an indie band now. Yeah, yeah. be a great name for a band now. It would be a
2: time. so i I I'd come up with the idea with uh, the, a guy who was an artist manager, Gabe Unger, uh, and he and I just said, let's take... Because it was a crap booking weekend. You know, right, it's, it's, yeah. It's a holiday weekend. But right. we're away. Right. Yeah. If, you, if you if you try to bring in a big name to draw people in that there's a guarantee on, then you you have a chance of, um, of, losing, of money. losing money. Right. Yeah, of course. Uh, so we're like, all right, let's take this Songwriters in the Square. Where the whole idea with the Songwriters in the Square show was to take developing acts. Yeah. Build a show mm-hmm. of two, three, four acts. Sometimes it was set. Sometimes it was in the round. Right. And... Say you know each one of them brings twenty or thirty people, and then right. all of a sudden you have sixty to ninety people in there. Right. You know, or maybe there's some crossover, so maybe sure, you sure, have sure. fifty or sixty. Right. But that none of them would have brought on their own. Right. And you try right. to build the show where, like, okay, well, if they like this person, they're probably going to like these people. Right. You know, and just and just try to mm-hmm. try to you know t- turn turn friends and family into fans of somebody, and right. you know, and, yeah. and, and and things like that. So it was a real. Sort of strategic thinking, as far as building an audience for somebody and yeah. the the idea being let's take this bad booking weekend right. and just kind of put the local scene as the headliners right, and, right. and and the open mic scene was ridiculous back then with that huge scene and not enough stage time for anyone mm-hmm. you know Gabe and I really worked on this idea and started calling people and uh, you know, like hey we're going to do this thing it's like it's not going to be any pay because there's just I mean it, it, right. it was it was five bucks the first one was five bucks for the whole weekend you'd come for and it was Friday Saturday Sunday we didn't do the Monday back then <laughs> right. and wow. and it went until you know it was from I don't know we probably started at like six or seven on Friday and went till two or maybe three sometimes and then it was from noon until two or three on Saturday and Sunday yeah and you know, we we were just like, if two hundred people come over right. the over the course of the weekend,
1: right? Success.
2: It's, it's a huge total success. success. Yeah, there you go. Total success. And the, the uh, it's fun looking back at that original that original lineup, yeah. you know, for the first one. Oh, like that. Yeah. Um, and we've got you know signed posters from every campfire, you know, like big posters that are all oh, autographed, and, you know, from every great. one of them. We've got recordings of all of them. Uh, the, wow. first, the first probably 10 years or so, like, we videotaped them. Like, I've got VHS
0: videotapes. I was going to say, I think I remember being videotaped.
2: Yeah, I think you're Yeah, right. there, there was a camera in the back. There was a camera yeah. in the back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, early, the first campfire was recorded on, you know, cassettes. Like, you know,
0: <laughs> magnetic tape cassettes. <laughs> exactly. <Absolutely. laughs> okay, so then campfires are, this will be... Is it the 20th year? The,
2: the Labor Day will be the 20th anniversary. Yeah. So, so wow. we, we did it. We had been hoping for 200 people to come. Yeah. At the end of the weekend, it was over 600 that came. Oh, my God. And we that's were good idea, beside ourselves. Yeah. And, and, oh, and that's great. And the... <clears throat> The, the calendar turned and you know the spring came and it was like Memorial Day there's another one that's a <laughs> that's another shitty weekend <laughs> you know and it was just like well that worked for Labor Day we should do that again let's try that again yeah. and then we expanded it to Monday as well
1: because like, it's like it a Monday off Why? it's got a holiday I do let's want to make inter- this four days I, I want to interject for any indie musician that's listening that what you're talking about is a brilliant business model for indie music which is you had something that was horrible and you tried something tr- yeah exactly and then exactly. oh my gosh it worked yeah, let's do it again hey we've got this other horrible thing maybe we'll do that thing that worked Yeah. hey this is great and that's how you have something brilliant like that that happens yeah. 20 years from now it isn't the 20th anniversary the first time you try it that there is a process right. to right yeah so you know if you're out there thinking about this
0: as an, as any musician think about the events that you can do this is we talk about this all the time with gig swaps with people that we, we, we advise people about this all the time that, that you don't have an audience in in an area do a gig swap yeah you know and Absolutely. have invite them to come to your area yeah. right so this is a big version of that yeah the other part that i love about what you about what you just said is, is you can't go into this with for money Right, so you have to you have to remember that there are going to be lots of these events that you're going to do where you're not going to get paid by the club. It's long game. The, it's long it's game. It's long game. I mean, they, just, that's, this how you build the audience. That's, it's that's long game, always, it's relationships.
2: Yeah, that's that's you know, I I look at long career goals and things like that for artists. And, and, you know, if we position a person with, you know, opening for this person, opening for that person, let's build it up, do a co-bill, do a triple bill, you exactly. know, like
1: find the right people. Yeah, and you've been doing that the whole time you've been here. I remember, mm-hmm. you, doing I remember yeah. you doing that with people. I remember you doing that with us. Yeah, yeah. Helping absolutely. Helping this absolutely come to the campfire, I draw, let's do a split bill, let's try, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That is such a, for, a, a, a long game vision to have, which is easy for you for, for someone to look oh uh, you know he's been there he's been you know the manager of, right, right. Uh, for 22 years you know or 23 how 20 23 23 years yeah so yes of course it's easy to look back and look at what you did but you were doing that as this young buck who didn't have any idea what the future was going to hold well you were still having a long term vision yeah, for yeah I mean like I I was coming up
2: with that open mic scene yeah. you know I was still looking up to you know Ellis Paul was, you know yeah. maybe, like maybe three five years older than me or something. But like he was... A, when I came in, I saw him as like, holy crap, this is the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this yeah. is the top of the world. Yeah, I mean, you know. And, and it, it's funny to still, you know, even now, you know, meet these heroes and, and have them become friends over time. Right. And, you, you know, Ellis and I will text each other all the time. You know, and and it's, it's, it's still funny to me yeah. uh, when, when people... You know, over time, that relationship totally changes from that that kind of you know hero worship to, yeah. to just like, oh, you're you're someone that I understand what you're doing, and, right. and I get what you're doing, and I yeah. like what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and, and so, yeah. so that, and it, it's been fun to to see that happen with and now you know now it's like like all the scene is younger than me, R- right. right? And right. so. To, to be making a difference to these new folks that are coming in and still having to pay attention the same way I did then. Yeah. You know, like, that's, right. it's it's hard.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure it's more difficult yeah. to do that. So, I mean, you told us this great story, I think it was before we started recording, about uh, Laurie McKenna. Mm-hmm. You know, and you texting her at the Grammys, you know, yeah. When she won her Grammy, and her texting you right back, right? And not and you not expect, and you're like, uh, yeah. I'm like, you got you got bigger fish to You're try at the Grammys. <laughs> you just had 1,000 sex. You just texting me back. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? right? And what's great about that is that that is still that's still what you're doing here. I mean, that yeah. that is still a
1: part of. And I think that really speaks to the phenomenal uh, community that you're sort of the spearhead of. Yeah.
2: Well, the, the, what what I'm lucky to have had over over the years is I've gained uh, a trust of the performers and the audience. Yeah, right. You know, like like this 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 long game idea of building up. It, it, it makes so much more sense, and I, I like. I think they should be teaching this to to the music school folks, you know that are that are yes. learning their instruments, but aren't learning the, the, you know, even the ones that are learning music business. It's it's just, it's not
1: what I, like I, what, what I'm doing do. is not the music business. Dude, that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, kid <laughs>
2: <the
0: podcast. laughs> you not. I, I, yeah. I, that's, that's what our that's entire focus. Yeah. Yeah. in Yeah, that's, that's why, is why we're so
1: excited to hear you talk about this. And what's funny is what you're ta- what you've been doing the whole time is what. People who are really on the cutting edge of the indie world, telling DIY people how to fan build and how yeah. to think long game, and it—it's fascinating to me that you had that picture, yeah, to start with. Yeah, it yeah. really is, and, and maybe and maybe you didn't artic- you wouldn't have been able to articulate. I certainly it, wouldn't have. Yeah, but but I learned it very quickly. Yeah, yeah. right, and, yeah. and 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 you coming from your love of music and love of artists and love of that performance yeah. and see, seeing so many different shows at different levels and yep. seeing different levels of people's careers and seeing people who do well and don't seeing people who draw and who don't what's the difference has given you this just fascinating perspective what one thing that
2: i you know that i certainly took out of the 90s mm-hmm. when there were all the people that were getting signed to labels and you know their careers would take off and then they put out a couple records on that label and they get dropped by that label. Mm-hmm. And their whole career had been based kind of around the label and right. and the label would take out ads and trade magazines and do all these things and, and they and they would advertise your shows and they would do all these things. And it was kind of pre pre email and, and pre right. pre direct fan to artist yes. uh, communication. Yes. And so those artists would get dropped by the label and you know where they were playing 1200 seat theaters now they'd try to book a show and nobody would come because nobody knew about the show because no one was, was telling anyone about yeah, the show right, yeah. and it was like a very steep learning curve yes. for people oh, yeah. that you know that, that had kind of been run through the mill yeah. a- you know and and it w- they all had to learn how to
0: how to how get to communicate to the fan, with get back fans. to the fan relationships? Yeah, that it is remembering that it's not about you; that it is about your fans. Yeah, that it is about the audience. That that the only way it ends up being about you is if it's about them.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> well and, right. and and the way you're describing it is it's that wasn't by accident. That is how the major industry players think of it. Yeah. yeah. That like that. It's, it's a throw a whole bunch of records against a wall, yeah. and whatever sticks, we focus on that one. Mm-hmm. Right? And the, w- being brought up in that, with that kind of mentality, okay. and, and th- not having real inside information about how it actually works, and just seeing what you think, and just reading press releases, that's how artists sort of see it. We, we did a podcast actually talking about how is it possible that Lyle Lovett doesn't have my email. <laughs> I have every record he's ever put out, right? Yeah. How yeah. is it possible it's at some them, point, yeah. somebody, I didn't open up the CD and there was a card that says, hey, you love it? You should send us your address and we'll let you know when he's in town. Yeah. Plus, he's got a cool coffee mug he put out to celebrate. the. Re- yep. I would have so many Lollivin t-shirts and coffee mugs. Right. That's not how major labels think about it. Yeah, And they're missing money, which cracks me up that they're not doing it.
2: Right. Say, well, yeah. No, now, now, like, the, there are bands that come here that have three different T-shirt designs
0: and no record. Right. Right. Yeah. But which yes. I still think is a mistake. I do. Uh, see I, that. I, I agree. Always have the CD. Yep. It Doesn't matter, people. Yep. Because you know, and, they and, want, and, they want to sign.
2: And you it. know, with the resurgence of vinyl now, you know, people are like, like, oh, vinyl, but, 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 like, you know, they don't, they're not selling as much vinyl. No. As they are they never other would. things. You're yeah. not going to yeah, sell exactly. a million copies of a vinyl record. Right. Right. right but it's a, but its a fans. it's a boutique item it's exactly and, like right. and and you know whenever whenever uh, I, I look at someone's Kickstarter or or mm-hmm. pledge campaign or you know I do the vinyl level because that's what I want right? right and there, you know sometimes there are artists that'll just have like they'll just be CDs and and a t-shirt and a house concert or whatever and I'm okay. like you know uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I convinced Relli to do it i'm like no. i will give you this much more <laughs> if you put in a vinyl and he's like all right
1: and then he made it up to do the vinyl and of then course. his next record he did on vinyl too i'm like of aha See? i got and, you you know <laughs> and what's great is that that's a that's a fascinating one you come from this perspective of where you are in the industry but also your your perspective of a Fan of the music still, totally. And I, mean, the, I mean, I the medium. So much money of mine goes through Kickstarter and Blanche Music, and
2: <laughs> that that thrill discovery is still the thing that keeps me going all the time. I mean, like, there's, I feel super lucky doing what I do because the the method by which people consume music on their own mm-hmm. will change and change and change and change yes. and change. Yes. Going to see music is always going to be the same. You know, you know, and, and and it's like you talk. People talk about like, oh, people would you know start going to the theaters less when Netflix and blah blah blah. Yeah, absolutely true, absolutely yes. true. But that is a a movie, which is a pre recorded thing, like that you're watching together. Right, I, I, you know, the theater is less popular than movies. Yes. Correct, because not everyone wants that potential Experience. discomfort. Right. I mean, right. I mean, like yeah. like a, a human interaction is potentially uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, if, if, if you if you go to see a movie, that is yes. the document of the best performance theoretically of that. Right
1: thing. Yes, uh, it's reality TV.
2: Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, It's been pieced together, <laughs> yeah. take after take, and edit yeah. after edit. Just as a record, it, it, you know. Yes. Like I, I just heard an interview with uh, with Don Dixon where he said, where he said, you know, like like the downfall of music was was recording because <laughs> because now there is a document that right. is the definitive
0: right. of the it thing it is a record of that event it, it, yeah, yeah. And,
2: and like that is the definitive as opposed to something being a living breathing thing that can change at any minute yeah like so i'm trying to get people excited about new things all right. the time and and there are a lot of people that come to the club all the time that right. that, that that come regularly and always want the new
1: thing but that's not many and that's people. not the norm that's, that's not, not many norm. people no you're right and that's a so, specific kind of Music lover. So what, I'm total- gonna
0: be, what I'll be curious about moving forward now that now that the now that the the industry has changed and platforms have changed and the way music consumption has changed, I'm going to be curious ten years from now if we're going if this if people uh, who are in their twenties now will have the same conversation because my guess is that there will be less of them who will be stuck in that 14 to 24 age. Bracket of music because they're not consuming their music that way anymore, any at all. Anyway, mm-hmm. they are consuming their music by playlist, by mood, uh, by you know. You can you, Alexa play chill music. Yeah. You know. Um, by th- that they're not doing it the way we did. They're not. It isn't. Uh, <laughs> it isn't. It's not even episodic television. It's it's binge watching. Right. It is. In, mm-hmm. that they're no longer stuck in this one so you can have 15-year-old kids who are listening to music from the 50s and loving that yeah. in a way that most and of us obsessed with it and in most yep. of us in a way that most of us never did and you can have, you know, a 25-year-old a 30-year-old soccer mom who has it on, you know, daily mix on Spotify and is is getting, you know, brand new stuff right coming to them in a way that they would not have had twenty years ago. Yeah. Twenty years ago they'd be listening to terrestrial radio to a station that was playing the music that they were familiar with. Right. Right? There yeah. And whether it be classic rock but, or whatever, or it, whatever the rock, genre country right. yeah, You know, and since yeah. you know, musical genre was a radio invention anyway. Right. Yeah. That that really didn't exist the same way in the you know sixties and seventies where it was I mean you know think of the was open format it was radius. open format right, it was yeah. open format, right? Yeah. the AM radio it was just whatever right yeah, yeah. and the so Monster, I'm, I will the Eagles right
2: you know but, but it was also it was also you had tastemakers yes but yes. at the same time now you've got that with playlists you do I mean like, that's where the tastemakers are right yeah and and, and they're not necessarily Sam's gatekeeper yeah 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 they're they're just, just, it could be ahead. whoever and, yeah, and, it could be a fourteen year old kid.
1: With a and, cool and, playlist. And, and,
2: then, and then it got, and then that
0: playlist got shared by this famous person who right. stumbled on it. However, yes. what's really, what's really cool, and I was thinking about this when you were, when you were talking about your how you got into this, was I have a feeling that you would have been one of those kids. I think you would have had a really badass playlist. I think you would have been a tastemaker. Well, I made, made mixtapes. You've This is for what myself. I'm saying, and, and so this so is now, what I'm saying. Anybody who yeah. did the kind of music consumption that you did. Those kids still exist. Yeah. they're just doing it in a different way. Yeah, and those are those are the you know 15, 16, 17 year old kids who have the playlists that have a hundred thousand followers, right? When I'm when I'm walking around,
2: I'm listening to podcasts mostly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, When I'm home, I'm listening to records. I always listen to Mark Maron's podcast. I, I love and, Mark and, you know, It's just I mean I, I it's one of the feel like we're interview podcast where I listen to every episode no matter who it is. Like, yeah, like, oh, even exactly. if I have no idea who this is. Like, I don't know who this is, but yeah. like, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And and how, like, something that he always talks about with music is, like, you're never too late for the party. The music's <laughs> right. always there. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Like, you could get into something that happened in the 70s now and still love it. It's you still might like a not get process. to see it, you know, right.
1: like... Or but you engage get the, oh, this early stuff and this is where they started shooting There's up. There's a whole and catalog the, yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: like, and, and you always have access to that. Like, yeah. you're never too late for the party. Yeah. And, and uh, like, I love that idea. Yes. I totally love that idea. Absolutely. That discovery is the coolest thing, but then also that turning someone else on to it is the coolest thing. Right, which is what you've been
0: doing for your entire life. But,
2: but, but like, I, I'm hopeful, like, what I sort of think of myself as, like, I'm a facilitator. I've got the keys to the door. And, and I open the door, and here's a stage, and I've got these people that trust me when I open the door that there's a good thing in there. But, but then those people are the ones that are telling people you know right. and, and, and so like it can never be down to me like I've right. always got to find the like I'm not just trying to find the artist like I'm not always trying to find the audience and saying like this is like, like that's that's what helps the artist. Oh, absolutely! It's, it's like, I'm, I'm, like, we'll never be a we'll never be a like you know you can't play here because your crowd doesn't drink or it, or, <laughs> right, or, or, right, or right. You, you know like like people have come in here and had a night where only twenty people came and you know maybe they were an act that used to sell out three shows and like mm-hmm. only oh, twenty people came I don't know what to do I'm really sorry and I'm like okay. the door is always open like let's 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 think about this and try to f- find another way right you know like like it's it, like I'm not gonna just say. You know, like oh, you had a shitty night. You're done. You're you next. To dry next.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't. It, I, let me see if I can. I, if I can say it in a way that you agree with. I don't feel like you've ever felt the role of gatekeeper. You're much. Oh, you're much yeah. more about facilitator. Yeah.
2: I'm o- I open the door I don't yes. stop people
1: from coming in the facilitator door Facilitator exactly. is a much more uh, appropriate and, and nice sounding I was going to say exposer but I don't want <laughs> to we're in Cambridge I don't want to call an you an exposer <laughs> exactly. I
0: think
1: facilitator that's is a much
0: I'm uh, a facilitator yeah. Or, or
2: you know uh, it, it's not it's not gatekeeper but, uh, but sometimes I feel like like the room exists with or without you know, like, I am a steward that has the key right perfect. now. I like perfect. Uh, perfect. And, you know, and, and yes. this has to happen. Yes. This has to happen. Oh, Whether or not I'm here, yeah. it has to happen. But, you but get, by its own
0: volition. Right. But you get the core responsibility.
2: I um. still, I still, there's still so many nights where I lock the door and I'm like, oh, where'd that come from? Like, I right. have a key to this? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. It's like, how did I get the key to how this? How did this happen? How yeah. did I get the key to that? Right,
0: that 14 year old boy in you is just freaking out yeah. that you get yeah. to have this opportunity. Yeah. So, freaking out about having the opportunity, I got. we got to ask you about um, Focal Alliance.
1: I mean, oh, and about like, being uh, el presidente. <laughs> <laughs> Such um, a bad word these for, days. <laughs> 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 That's why I did it before. Like when, was, when, I, when I came on, no when I, when I came on, it was, was really cool. Right. But, I mean, like
2: I I became the president of Folk Alliance the February after Trump had been just inaugurated. Okay. I know?
0: wish
1: I had known that, because I could have, like, eg- there was been excited
0: so... about your inauguration. Exactly. I'm going to figure out I'm to throw you an inauguration party instead. Absolutely. Yeah. You're that's my president. president. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but so, so yeah, cool, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. Right? I, you know, like, I... Because you've been, been, been on the board for a, a while, uh,
2: right? uh, I am on my fifth year okay. now on the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, i I will cycle off as the president this in February. I will. I will. This upcoming February, okay. I will be. Yeah. Uh, giving that to the next person, and um, um, for me, like the organization, it, it's kind of got a similar mission to to Passim, but in a different in a different scale and in a different way. Uh, it, you know, it, it is really becoming. Uh, a 365-day-a-year a organization, it's not just a conference. Right, yeah. That people wonder why, you know, like, like why is that a non-profit organization? Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all the complaints about, you know, it costs so much money to go to Folk Alliance and I don't get anything out of it. And it's like, right. but it, it, when people ask for me for advice about Folk Alliance, again, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of funny when you when you, when you you talk about things enough and you start to hear your own patterns of like, oh, it comes back to this thing right. that I right. think about. and right, right. And Never looked at it like in that way. In that way, never had to
1: explain it. But, but, yeah.
2: but it's like it's 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 all longing, you, you know. It, yeah. it, it's like people like like oh, I want to get an agent. I want to get. Uh. It's like you're, you're not gonna you're, like you're gonna walk in there and, right. and, you're gonna, <laughs> and you're just gonna be you're just gonna be disappointed and pissed off and say I spent you know I spent twelve hundred dollars to get nothing. Right. And it's like if that's the way you want to think of it, then then probably that's, that's true. That's what's gonna happen. That's probably right. what's right. true. But. You know, like like I, I just tell people, have conversations with people. Yeah. Like talk to people. Relationships. Don't 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 you hide don't. in your room or in the corner, terrified of everybody, and then right. do your showcase and then then just like disappear again. Like right. if if you're not out there talking to people, yeah. right? Then you're not going to make any relationships. Your songs are going to carry you so far, right? right. But then yes. the number of people that where that is all that it takes to carry them. Oh. Is one in yeah. however they many They are the millions. exception that
0: proves a rule. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And, 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 you know, you might meet someone, like, a lot of no's are no's and a lot of no's are not now's. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you talk to someone, great point and uh point. i'm i'm more apt to go to someone's showcase after i have a conversation with them yeah absolutely like you're a person i'm engaging with you right and we've had an interesting conversation right. and wow. you didn't just walk by me and
0: stick a, a card right. in my hand with right. my showcase <laughs> schedule on right there. we right so uh, we've had ahead. this conversation we're we're engaging we we have begun a relationship let me take part in this other Part of who you are. Yeah. Like yeah. There's, oh,
2: There is yeah. certainly a, 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 an amount of transactional of course, behavior right. going. Yes. On. Right. But what I've loved doing the past several years is I get to do uh, the, the. There's a, a new program called Trade Winds, and, and it's like a lot of the international artists that are coming in. The uh, it's it's a it's curated. It's not just like you sign up. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, there yeah. are the sign up just mentoring sessions. Sure. And you yep. can sit down with yep. whoever. And I've done those at, at many conferences now. Yeah. But like those 10 minutes, you know, it's where it's like the speed dating. Like you've got your table and your number <laughs> on it and you sit here and, you know, someone comes up and talks to you for 10 minutes and right. then like a bell rings and they have to get That's up and it. move along to the next right. person and yeah. someone else sits down and you're like, who are you? And, you know, you have a conversation, you know, like you sit away from the moment of like, here's a song, oh, I gotta go, you know, yeah. and, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and, uh. And I've, I've been to some conferences that do it well and some conferences that don't do it that well. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I've, I've been involved with folk Lines for a while now. And so oh. I, 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 I've been part of these trade win sessions, and they're the most exciting things. Because people do, Like, I can just get to sit down and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And then I go and see every one of their showcases because, it's like, you, you... You did it. You made you a did, connection. Yeah. You made a connection. You know, you, know, you made a connection. And, and that, that makes me want to go see you. Yeah. You know, and, and if the the funny thing is you know and, and i know that like, again it's that business side of it like if 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 i'm at one of those things and it's a manager coming and talk to me i'm less interested Yeah. you know because yeah. and and that's something where when when i was toying with the idea of management i can help an artist way more not as their manager <laughs> because i'm an advocate right, right i i i don't stand to gain anything by Telling this person that they should check out this artist because they're great, and <laughs> yeah. you might want them for your festival or something like that. Right. I don't stand to gain anything from that, right? Right. Except they like my my pitch is honest. Therefore, yep. like my pitch is honest, I have nothing to gain. Yeah. So, look, like, and I've done that for for artists before. Where I, I remember, uh, I think I think it was in San Diego, where uh, the band Crooked Still were about to do a showcase. Mm-hmm. And Ann Saunders from Falcon, from, from Falcon Ridge was there, and she'd seen the previous act, and she was gotten up. She got up to leave. To leave in your life. and I physically stopped her, <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no! Oh, you got to see. Watch that. this. Watch this band." And she and she booked him like right then right and, and like they rushed to get their CD ready for the festival mm-hmm. and then like sold like 600 CDs or <laughs> something wow. like yeah. it was like a insane. record-breaking insane yeah. amount of CDs and, and it's just like I would rather do that for the artist yeah yeah. Ultimately, that helps passing because oh, like we're course, right. we're we're the incubator room. We're right. we're yeah, you know yes. we're the we're the engine. We're we're you know we're the we're the coal furnace. You know
0: absolutely.
2: And and we just got to keep feeding it, keep feeding it, feeding. Like and I hope people grow out of the room. I hope they do. Yeah. And I hope that one day they'll they'll say nice things about us or yeah. maybe do
0: a, a show for us. Uh, right. You know, at, at some point. Absolutely. Well, the, so the, the thing that I just I don't want to belabor, but I but I really, really want to go back to this and just just reiterate how important it is to that relationships and not results are, are what is so important about whether it's if you're at a festival, if you are at a conference, if you're at a gig, if you're at the campfire, if yeah. you're at an open mic somewhere, if you're that the relationships, the people that you're connecting with, whether it's the president of the Folk Alliance or the person who books the Club, Club PASSIM or whether it's the volunteer who is, you know, taking tickets at the tour yeah. or, the, or the person who's running sound, <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that, or the person who goes on before you or the person who goes on after you, that those relationships and Understanding that it's the long game, that it is. Look, we all want it. Look, we all want success yeah. like that. Yeah. Everybody does, and 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 that's never going to change. But there, there is this idea that we've been sold, yeah. and I don't think that this has ended yet. There is this idea that, that we're going to get discovered, right? That you're going to play that one showcase. Yeah. That you're going to play that one song. You're going to have it. It doesn't happen anyway. Really. It, it just doesn't happen. And so remembering that you're, you're doing what you're doing because you love music and that this is what you have to do. Yeah. Right. And then remembering that what people are really interested in those booking agents, those managers, those labels, those clubs, those, they all want to know that you're going to keep doing this no matter what they do or say. And you go into it remembering that. Yeah. Yeah. And that you go to those relationships, you build those relationships, you make those connections. And keep your mind where well, your And it's is. that hunger, too. Be- yes. Because
2: if there's a new artist starting up, tells me, you know, I'd love to come in and open for someone, but I can only do Fridays and Saturdays because mm-hmm. of my <laughs> job. Because I'm coming kind in of from out of town. I have bands. It's to me, Like yeah, like we'd love to come in on a weekend. And like like, and I don't know this touring band from anything. Right. And like every I'm like yeah, you know who wants Fridays to Saturdays everybody. everybody Right. That's like when we send the campfire email out. Right. You know it says it says in the email yeah. we know that everybody wants to play Saturday at eight o'clock. Right. You can't all do that. You can't all right. do that. Give me so... your widest range of possibilities, exactly. and I will do all I can to make a yes. schedule out of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You, you know, and, and yeah. it's like a big
0: puzzle. Right. And so remembering that it is, that that it's the long game, that this year, you know, you might have to go out of your way and play on a Monday, but if you come in and kill and you're a good person. Yes. Right?
2: One thing that I, when I've taught workshops and and things like that, like the the two takeaway pieces Mm -hmm. at the end of whatever I'm talking about, it doesn't even have to be about music. No. (laughs) It's just like, do your homework and don't be an asshole. Exactly. There you go. That's that's just like for everyone all the time. Yes. You, you know, do, like do your homework. Yeah. One of the things with with all the all the bad booking emails. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's 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 the it's the entitlement of. Here's my stuff. Go listen to it. Right. I'm awesome. I'm I'm just. Here's my Instagram link. You can find a bandcamp link on my Instagram page. Just Google my name. You'll find me. <laughs> just like why don't you put a fucking link in the email I'll just put a link in the email dick people that, that are emailing you know and and, and the facebook link they, they give me in their email is a mobile link you know it's m.facebook you know it's like so i'm on my desktop clicking that and it's like all fucked up and you're like, you're
1: like come on
2: come on how hard is this like you want me to book you
1: and pay you for something right right and really the Maybe presentation <laughs> the presentation they're giving you about not knowing how to handle an Anything. interaction with a booking with the person booking the club helps you understand they're not gonna know how to handle the interaction in the club yeah because if they're not capable of doing this one thing, very simple on their,
0: thing right it can't be on their best behavior with the person who's responsible for giving them the gig yeah they are not gonna be able to do the gig they can't well, but, but, the but gig.
2: also like you know here's here's a link to my my uh, my SoundCloud and my Bandcamp. hmm Okay, this allows me to listen to your music. Right. Nothing else. There's no story being told. Mm-hmm. Right. There's there's no... How do you advertise a gig? Right. Uh, right. Like, like, do you have a website? Do you have a mailing list with your Facebook page? Right. You know, like, like, how do you tell people about a gig? All you've shown me is music. music. And I mean, yeah. like, Sure, in an ideal, pure world, I would say, this music is lovely. I will put you on our stage.
0: <laughs> However. But you know what would be awesome? There's if, a, like, we're both trying to run a business here. Right. And I like what you said, we're both trying to run a business. Yeah. And that's the problem, is that you understand that many, 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 many musicians do not understand that they yeah.
2: are running a well, business. Well, and, 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 but not just that, but also that we're not enemies. Right. Like like this is this doesn't start from an adversarial relationship. Oh. When I train people here for you know for running shows and things like that, yeah. the whole thing, the whole mantra, this is not a problem. How can we make this okay for you? Because the artist that that feels at home is going to give the best show. Absolutely, right? right. Like like if an artist is just like the cranky on tour. The sound's not what I want it to be and blah, 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 blah,
0: blah. Right, It's about communicating. Absolutely. So I love this. So that you're actually training your staff or what has ended up being what Adam and I didn't realize this was going to be the sort of a common thread throughout all of the podcasts that we've done. But with every interview we've done, what has come up is don't
1: be a dick. Or a lady dick. Yeah, exactly. Sure, just what right just that, that 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 literally basic that just human interactions. Exactly. You want to
0: succeed, whether it's whether it's working at Club Hacine or you know getting signed by booking agent or yeah. getting a job working at a booking agency or you know whatever it is. Being a
2: jerk never helps. Never it's helps. Never
0: helpful. It's Never helpful. People want a path to walk on because right. you
2: like to see where you're going. Mm-hmm. And it's just—it's nothing but weeds here. It's just not—I mean, like its jungle. It is the <laughs> yeah. jungle, yeah. and it's Music, like the, the
1: best you can it, do it, yeah. is say, "Here's your machete. Good luck to you. And, you know." And, and then and cut your own path. And add right. those two things that you said, which were, <clears throat> "No, it's a long game," and "Don't be a dick." Yeah, doesn't help anybody. There I, we go. That's it. That's so we, we say as we go, we go, "No, it's a long game. Don't be a dick. Here's your machete. Here's your machete."
0: Good
1: luck to
0: you. Yeah. Wisdom of Matt
1: Smith. <laughs> Wisdom of Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was awesome. Man, that was so fun.
0: That was so great. That was just so fun. You know? And so much information.
1: So much great information. I love that we keep running into the same themes yeah. over and over and over again with okay. everybody in the industry who... Knows what they're talking about and who loves the industry and who's exactly. doing it because they're passionate about it and who wants the artist to win. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Truth is truth. Truth is truth. Right. And just Be because, authentic. Yes, be authentic. Be, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. It's the long it's game. It's the long game. And we learned today because there's no real clear path. Machetes are helpful. Machete is helpful. <laughs> Maybe if you're touring just a baseball bat. You don't want to get pulled over with a machete. But- uh but yeah I, I, yeah, I love that, man. So
0: that's definitely one to go back and listen to over and over again.
1: There's a lot to, to get into yeah. there, so.
0: Well, I just love that Laurie McKenna called, you know, texting it back from the Grammys. That's, I mean, that's the, like,
1: that is how you know you're doing it. That's how you know you've made it. Yeah, well, and that you're doing things you're that, doing,
0: are, you're doing, you're that, that are doing. You're doing it right, yeah. and you're doing it well.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So if there's anything that you guys want us to uh, talk about, any subjects you want to talk about, anything that right. you'd like us to ask, or somebody you'd like us to... To, to do a show to with to do a show with or, or
1: specific questions a, you want answered a subject
0: you want us yeah. to talk about just reach out to us email us at sbm3artist singular artist not artists at gmail.com we'll put that uh, email in the uh, in the show notes in the show notes and just reach out to us yeah we'd love to hear
1: from you and uh, remember you got this. we got your back